0: You're listening to the Frugal Spender Podcast, where we have conversations about the one thing you've always been told not to talk about personal finance. Hey, and welcome back to episode five of the Frugal Spender Podcast. In this episode, I wanted to talk about the relationship between gratitude and money and how it will be impacting more of your financial decisions than you probably think. So I'll be giving you some tips as well that can help with improving your relationship with money and the end result of that being that you will have more money, hopefully, to be intentional with. It's definitely something that I used to put in the same category as the law of attraction or The secret or the sort of woo-woo mindset where you can just think things into existence, which of course was a very naive and ignorant mindset to have on my part. The truth is, once you start to apply some of the practices around gratitude, the feeling of desire to buy more things seems to dissipate. You really do start to appreciate what you have and the end result of chasing the happiness you feel when you buy something you want Although it might not be real happiness, the dopamine that it's released when you click buy in your shopping basket is definitely a thing. Retail therapy is real. So in this episode, I'll be sharing some practical tips at the end that I found work for me when it comes to utilizing gratitude as a tool to improve my mindset and my financial life and truthfully, just life in general. For me, the feeling of just not having enough is the reality of day-to-day life for most. I really do think that the feeling of just not having enough is a reality of day-to-day life for many, many people. We are bombarded with adverts by so many different companies telling you things that you want. The money spent on advertising and marketing in the UK is unbelievable. If you think the majority of the purchase decisions that you make are solely from you, you need to think again. If you've ever worked for a corporate company, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about, but it isn't just corporate even here at the Free Will Spender channel, I need to be conscious of how I put my message out and who's going to be listening. And whatever I do needs to be done in the most effective way. And if you're a company that needs to increase profits or they'll be out of money and potentially people will lose their jobs, you're inevitably going to use tactics to make sure that you can sell a product or service to people whether they want it or not. This inevitably leads to people buying things that they don't really need. Now the problem from the consumer perspective here is that you're always standing underneath a glass ceiling. You never reach the top and you're never really fully satisfied. Every now and again for me this feeling creeps back into my life even though I'm intentionally trying to keep it at bay. I feel every now and again a strong urge to buy something that I know I don't need but I kind of convince myself that I do need it. As an example I recently bought a fancy expensive microphone, the very one that's recording me speak now. Now I did not need this and don't get me wrong the audio quality it produces is pretty good and i hope you think so too but i could have recorded myself with my mobile phone in a quiet non-echoey room that will give a good enough sound quality for you to listen to on a podcast i however decided that i wanted to put out high quality audio and once the idea of a brand of microphone i wanted which in my case was sure nothing was going to convince me of getting another one now I could afford the microphone so it hasn't negatively affected my life but if I had done this three years ago or had the urge to buy this microphone three years ago when I was in debt I probably would have just put on a credit card and justified it to myself till the cows come home. The point is we're all susceptible to impulse purchasing and having the desire to buy nice things but only once you feel like you have enough and are grateful for the things you have you'll be able to control where you spend your money rather than just constantly chasing your tail and trying to keep up with the joneses. And that leads me to my next point. That is another real issue when it comes to gratitude, and that's lifestyle inflation. The silent upward creep of your spending in comparison to what you earn. Generally, over time, your wage or salary will increase as you get older, and naturally, your lifestyle should improve too. The problem arises, however, when you don't realize what you're doing and don't intentionally increase your saving or investing alongside your income increasing too. This, in my opinion, is what separates the rich from the wealthy. I mean, you may describe somebody on a £200,000 a year salary as rich without knowing their actual net worth or where they put in their money. You see fancy cars, big houses, expensive clothes, but what you don't see is how much debt they could be in. If you earn £200,000 a year and spend £250,000 a year because you have more access to debt and you actually utilise it and your net worth is minus, you're not wealthy. And on the flip side, somebody on an average thirty k a year salary as happy to live off 20k a year and has a reasonable mortgage with a paid off car and manages to save and invest 10k a year, they're going to be significantly more wealthy in the long term than the person you see at the red light that you may be jealous of their car. For me, this helped me flip my mindset from one of envy and jealousy of people who I thought had money to one of contentment. And once I understood that everybody is on a different path and the only one I can actually control is my own, I put more effort into being thankful for what I do have but still striving for more in life and that's for me a very important point because just because you're grateful for what you have does not mean that you can't or shouldn't want more and again I'll use me as an example because that's what I know. I'm happy with my current financial situation because I'm a hundred times better off than I was just a few years ago but I still have financial goals and for me that's to be a millionaire in the future and to have the freedom to work flexibly by age 50. And the reason why I say a millionaire is because it's a big goal I think everybody can comprehend. It's one that I never thought would even be in the realm of possibilities. So I've kind of gone for that benchmark. Um, There's no real reason why millionaire should be for everybody. You know, I would have laughed at myself if I knew that that I was saying this a couple of years later. But I think that's why I've chosen it. It's a real push goal. It's a goal that I know is going to be hard to do. So that's why I've chosen it. Truthfully, it isn't just about having a ton of money. And you may notice that my goals I'm talking about aren't to have a Ferrari or a 10-bed mansion. Yes, I'm sure those things could bring me some joy in my life, but they are not and should not be the motivators for my future success. For me, freedom is more important and having money, I know, will give me that. You need to realize that you will never have enough until you practice gratitude. The promise of feeling happier when you buy a Rolex is hidden in the anticipation of actually buying it. Once you obtain it, your happiness drops back down to baseline and you're just going to be chasing that next thing that you want to buy in a couple of months time. There's a reason millionaires want to become billionaires and billionaires want to become the richest people alive because it never is enough and never will be. Enough is an illusion. The only way that I can see that addresses this is to work on a feeling like you already do have enough. And as you're listening to this, I'm going to assume that you have a mobile phone and an internet connection You have running water, heating and a roof over your head. By focusing on being grateful for these things, the Rolex or the BMW or trying to impress your mates becomes a little bit less important. Don't get me wrong, if you like Rolexes and BMWs and nice clothes and all those things and you can afford them comfortably, by all means go and buy those things. But the reason you get them and the impact that it has on your finances needs to be in the forefront of your mind before making that decision. So hopefully I've made my point clear here and that chasing enough just isn't going to work. So to end this episode, I wanted to give three tips that have worked for me and I think they'll probably work for you too. Tip number one is to write down one thing every day that you're grateful for in your life. This doesn't have to be financial or material. It can be about the relationships around you or a memory or experience you had growing up. Just by practicing this, I found that overall I feel more satisfied for who I am and what sort of life I have. You may genuinely be surprised of how much of an impact this will have on your day-to-day decision making, and especially around money. Now, even though I say write it down, this can be written in a journal or a notebook or put an app on your phone, or truthfully, if you don't want to do any of those things, just think about it. Just spend a couple of minutes a day thinking about something you're grateful for. The important part is to think about it and document it somewhere if you can. This will help keep it in the forefront of your mind. I would recommend doing it the first thing in the morning. As soon as you wake up, just it's a good way to get your day started. And then hopefully it will influence how you spend the rest of your day. And secondly, when you get an increase in wage or salary or you get a bonus, intentionally divide that money into spending, saving and investing so that lifestyle inflation doesn't silently kill your wealth. Work with percentages that feel right for you. For me, I try to invest at least 20% of my money that comes in in whatever way it comes into my life. It's just a rule of thumb to prevent myself from splurging all my money on material items and not focusing on my actual goals and being grateful for what I have um, by putting some money away from my future. By doing this, the money that you have allocated to spend, you've technically given yourself permission to splurge and you know you can feel okay about that. And lastly it was a bit of a curveball but for me it definitely works and that's to track your net worth. By tracking what you're worth on paper and by that I mean your assets minus your liabilities you will see whether you're heading in the right direction and this will help you feel more content obviously if you're going in the right direction and if it's decreasing then you know something's going wrong and it will allow you to address that. Either way it forces you to be intentional. You're essentially taking stock of what you actually have and what you own and what you to be valuable and by the very nature of doing that it's going to force you to think about things and hopefully in turn it's going to make you feel grateful that you know you have a roof over your head or you have a nice car whatever these things are that bring you joy so I hope those tips are useful and that you got something out of this episode I promise you that by practicing gratitude or just making a conscious decision to be more grateful for what you have will improve your life whether that's financially but also in many other ways too more opportunities will just suddenly arise and more people want to work with you and you're going to make better decisions and I'd even go as far as to say you'll probably have a better night's sleep too. Thank you very much for listening and remember if you want to get in contact with me just reach out to me on any of the social media platforms or fill out my contact form on frugalspender.co.uk. Thank you very much and I'll see you next time. Peace.